Hey, Pie Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Pie Tribe, welcome back to another episode of the Passive Income Examiner. I'm excited today to answer a commonly asked question, which is, can I earn passive income as a part-time side hustle? Have you been toying with the idea of starting a side hustle? Perhaps you've been considering all the possibilities from building an online business to network marketing and maybe even getting a part-time job. With the rising cost of food and gas, many people are starting to look at their income and, and asking themselves, how can I make a little bit more? The answer to the question is yes. Yes, you can build passive income in your spare time. In fact, many people start their passive income side gig as a part-time thing that eventually leads to a full-time lifestyle support mechanism. So when I started, I was working full-time and I had all the things on my plate. You know what I mean? Like kids, date night, kids, household stuff, gardening. Did I mention kids? <laughs> you get the gist, right? Recently, I was talking with a friend of mine and I said, my goal is to help people like me who are juggling all the hats and still trying to build passive income. There are plenty of success stories from single people who have had, you know, they have fewer demands on their time or people whose kids have grown and they finally can do something they've always wanted to do. For some people, it isn't just kids that could be a juggling act. It could be aging parents, a second job, or even their own disability that limits the amount of time they have devoting to devote to passive income building. So we all have things that are carving up our time. But when a person truly dedicates at least five hours per week, they can make progress with passive income. But dedicating five hours and whittling it away, watching YouTube videos that promise to be the next best idea, or switching gears over and over again, is not going to be a solid solution. Come on, Pie Tribe, I know you know what I'm talking about here. Every home-based entrepreneur has fallen into these traps, you know, where you're scrolling on social. Next thing, you start out researching. It always starts out with good intentions. Next thing you know, you're lost in la-la land and you've eaten up an hour of time. So let's talk about how you can be effective, even tactical, in our part-time passive income building approach. Here are three tips. Number one, be strategic. Pick your poison, as they say. Pick which passive income model you want to run with and commit to it. If you're still not sure which path is right for you, pick up your phone right now and text the word PIE to 33777. That's P-I-E to 33777 because you will then get your free copy of five ways to earn 5K a month with passive income. This free guide will outline five realistic and legitimate passive income strategies, as well as outline the numbers so you can estimate the feasibility. So plus, it links to already recorded episodes on the podcast with experts sharing about the strategy so you can really dive in and explore whether or not that idea is right for you. So go get that freebie, folks, and pick your method. Number two, control your time. 
Once you know what you're going to do, divide your dedicated weekly hours up as follows. 20% of the time, which if you're working five hours a week, that's one hour of the five, is dedicated to planning, organizing, and essentially acting as the boss. Okay, so here's what this looks like. One hour a week, you plan which activities you're going to do what the roadmap looks like, and you think about your business in bigger terms. Like ask yourself questions like, "What when I'm ready to outsource, what would I be outsourcing? Do I need to be saving now? Or how can I plan to invest in ad spend when I'm to that point? How will I get my idea to market once it's finished? Whatever the point is, you work on your business for the 20%, not in your business. Then you spend 80% of your time on execution and you act like the employee. Take the list that you made as you were the boss, right, in your boss time, and start checking things off. Turn off your distractions, time block, put on your blinders. Uh, Sometimes it's going to feel hard, overwhelming, or even downright, you might even just feel over your head. Some days you will feel like nothing got done, and then on others, you'll be amazed at what you got done in such a short amount of time. But the rule here is to stay consistent and keep at it for the dedicated amount of time that you've allotted for that week. Tip number three, make it a non-negotiable. Put it on your calendar and hold that time sacred. I have a friend who dedicates entire days as her sacred days. Recently, it was funny, I texted her about getting together on a Wednesday And I thought Sunday was her sacred day because I previously tried to connect with her on a Sunday and she had said, that's my sacred day. So this time I said, okay, well, let's connect on this Wednesday. Well, then she replied and she said, Wednesday is her sacred day and that she couldn't meet with me. And I had to have a laugh at it because like, leave it to me to pick the sacred day to choose that to be our day to connect with. Obviously her schedule changes and her sacred day may change, but she is committed to making time that is dedicated to that for herself. And that's what's important to her. And I admire that. I really do. She doesn't let anyone or anything infringe on that dedicated sacred time. And so at the end of the day, guys, we can be our biggest time abusers. We're the ones that let ourselves get interrupted or distracted. Darren Hardy, the author of The Compound Effect, you've heard me talk about him on the podcast probably lots of times, but he's quoted as saying, people treat us the way we teach them to treat us. He tells an interesting story of how this has proven true in his life, and I'll share it here with you, although I do recommend reading his book. He said that he had a, and a group of friends, they all knew known each other for a while, and there was this one guy in the group who was notoriously late. And for the sake of me telling the story, I'm just going to call the guy Ted. I don't really remember if that's his exact name or even if Darren even mentions his name. But the gist of the story is everybody in this friend group had accepted Ted as the late guy. They even would joke like if they wanted to get together at two, Everybody knew they were getting together at two, but they would tell Ted 1.30 because they expect him to be late. And we've all had moments like this. And maybe we even still do, you know, like we know we better tell our spouse or our kids that we're leaving a half hour sooner than we really want to leave because we know they're going to wait till the last minute to get ready or that they're my kids, I can never find the other shoe or, you know, all of a sudden it's like, did we get this, that, and that? And we're all scrambling at the last minute, right? We all have gone through that. 
Well, this is the thing Darren talks about. And so one day, his friend, quote, Ted, I made up that name, and Darren were planning to meet at a coffee shop. Darren showed up on time. He waited 10 minutes and he left. Ted arrived about five minutes after Darren left and he called Darren and he's like, bro, where are you? I love, you know, like, I'm here. I'm here at the coffee shop. And Darren was like, well, man, I left. I have things to do. And Ted said, well, just come back. Let's just connect. And Darren was like, no, I'm not coming back. I have things to do. We agreed to meet at this time. You didn't show up. I'm out. But I'll reschedule with you. We can meet up another day. Well, they ended up rescheduling and Ted was on time. And from the from that point on, Ted was always on time for Darren. Okay? He was still late for everybody else, but he showed up on time for Darren. I love that story because it just demonstrates so well that we can hold ourselves and our family and friends accountable to our timetable kindly and politely and respectfully. When we respect our time, we teach others to respect our time. So it's important. It's important that we do this. And I know that it can be a hard thing to do. It can be hard to enforce this, especially when we have little kids who don't understand that time. Like I get it. If you have very little kids, it's almost impossible. Definitely try to hire a sitter or get the husband to watch for a certain amount of time or the wife for that matter, if your husband listening. Um, but you know, my daughter, she's six and it was really hard in the beginning when I first left my full-time job and I started working from home. She was used to me leaving. And when I left, she didn't see me. So in her mind, it was like, Oh, I can't bug mommy. She's not here. So when I first came home, it was constant interruptions. She would say hug time and she just do all these things that she wanted my attention and trust me, my heartstrings were just being yanked all of the time. I finally just had to say, look, mommy needs to focus. I get really focused. I need to stay focused. And I really would appreciate if you could just pretend it's like mommy was at work and I will come out and I will see you and we'll have hug time and like an hour and a half. Right. And so I just take these breaks more often so I can connect with her. But it's just really important that we design our time and we stick to it. And now when I'm working, she understands this is not a time to interrupt mom. So trust me, I understand this is a hard lesson to enforce in life, especially with friends and family. And it is so easy to put our needs behind the needs of others. It's easy to say to ourselves, well, I'll do it this once and then next week, next week I'll be focused. Friends, when you're giving yourself five hours a week or just a very limited amount of time, you owe it to yourself to create a sacred space around those five hours or whatever time it is you've designated so that you can make real progress and that will eventually pay you back in dividends. The hardest part is dealing with people at home or sticking to our guns on days when we just don't feel into what we're doing. That will happen. You will have days where you just are not into it. I want you to put this on a note card in front of you for your desk. I wanted to say consistency wins. It isn't always about how much time you're dedicating. It's about being consistent with that time. You can be successful building passive income in your spare time with consistency. Be organized and committed to sticking with your plan. All right, let's recap the three essentials that you need to build a part-time passive side hustle. Number one, be strategic, pick a passive income strategy and stick with it. 
text PI to 33777 if you need help figuring out what you want to do. Dedicate your time, number two, to splitting it, uh, dedicate your time and split it up 80-20, right? 20% where you're the boss, 80% you're the employee of your business executing the plan. As your business grows, the scale will shift and you will be spending more time as the boss and less time as the employee. But in the beginning, this is best. Number three, hold your dedicated passive income building time sacred and enforce it by setting boundaries with people in your life. Let them know that you're working to build something that will eventually give you more time and freedom. But right now, you need to dedicate these hours to your project. If it is possible to mark out those hours and keep them the same each week, it will help people in your life to know when to reach out and when to leave you alone. As I mentioned, often we are the worst abuser of our time schedule. It's so easy when you find yourself working from home where you weren't before to, you know, suddenly find laundry that needs to be folded or I'll just pull a couple weeds in the morning or garden here or clean this. Next thing you know, you are off your schedule and you're tired. You don't want to start. You feel out, you know, it's, it's so like, there's just so much that can go into it. You know, it's important that you remember how important this is. Picture that end result and commit to it. Hey friend, listen, if you don't remember anything from this episode, just know this, you can do this. If you've been a wallflower and you're just thinking about getting into passive income, It is time to take action. It is time to really start moving forward, even if it's a few hours a week. If you want guidance, join the Freedom Business Community. Permit yourself to lean in and get support. The Freedom Business Community is for entrepreneurs who are looking to build online passive income businesses that support their lifestyle. So you can find out more about it. Visit thepassiveincomeexaminer.com forward slash resources. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. All right, my friend, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, bye for now. If you like mommy so, leave a review. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. I am truly grateful for you. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, head over to iTunes and leave a written review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends.